0: Hello and welcome to Escape from OTRgold.com. This episode will
1: begin after a brief message from our sponsors. No, you were somewhere else. Escape.
2: We have a man who is to die at the hands of as Hugh Cave tells it in his silent horror.
1: watch eh? Huh? well why i keep it hanging up there behind the bar uh, strangers i mean of course know about Radio it
3: station two.
1: here take a look Perfect 21 jewels water sealed case belonged to tom dawson the painter he was a little washed out guy who always looked kind of lost nobody knew much about him except he painted good pictures i didn't know much about elizabeth either that girl he brought up from sydney that was pretty easy to guess about her she gave him the watch yeah. Still runs if you wind it. See? Got quite a tick if you hold it close up to your ear. Sound a little like jungle drums way off in the distance. I suppose that's how it sounded to Tom Dawson there at the last. When that watch meant life or death and they were waiting for him out there in the darkness. Oh, that's quite a story. Only it's, uh, it's kind of hard to know where it starts, see? With Elizabeth perhaps... Anyhow, Tom was telling it himself in his own words, I think he'd start with Elizabeth.
4: They didn't understand Elizabeth. How it was between us, what she meant to me. None of them did. They gossiped a lot the way they always do in tropic ports. But they didn't really know anything about Elizabeth. They didn't know how sweet and... How convincing she could be! How she could wrap a man around her finger, like the time she gave me the watch.
0: Go on, Tom, open it. I want to see if you like
4: it. Like what, Elizabeth?
0: Open it and see.
4: You come home with a package and it's a watch.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. it's a good one too. It's made for the tropics. All sealed and everything. It'll run forever.
4: Yeah, honey, but where'd you find a watch like this in Port Moresby?
0: Well, I didn't exactly. I got it from Captain Dukar. Dukar? He has a trading schooner. I used to know him in Sydney.
4: Yes, I... I think I've heard him mentioned recently around the bar at the hotel.
0: Probably. He's been in port for a couple of weeks. Do you really like it, Tom? The watch, I mean.
4: Sure, baby. Who wouldn't?
0: Now, you can always tell just how long you've been away from me.
4: In that case, I won't need it all. It sounds like a heartbeat when you hold it close. I guess that's what it is, in a way. A heartbeat of time. Measuring out your life. My life. Second by second.
0: Oh, Tom, that's a morbid idea. Do you love me?
4: Crazy about you. You don't have to bring me presents to keep you that way.
0: I want it to,
4: Tom. Yeah, I know, but this thing's too expensive, Elizabeth. I can't keep it.
0: But you must. I gave it to you. It's worth
4: a couple of hundred dollars. Have you thought of how you're gonna pay for it?
0: Well, I had some savings I didn't tell you about.
4: I thought you were flat broke when I ran into you in
0: Sydney. Well, I wasn't, though. I <laughs> Look, Tom, why don't you forget it? Let me worry about it. And anyway. I've already paid for the
4: watch. Why well, prolong the story? Everybody else knew, and I didn't, that's all. Pure self delusion. Because I had plenty of opportunity to know. Insinuations around the hotel bar, talk along the harbor front, remarks about Pierre Ducar. But like I say, I was crazy about Elizabeth. And I ignored it all, went on painting, and didn't know. Maybe I didn't want to know. I'd been out on a two-day painting trip with one of the native fishing boats. We got back to port a day earlier than I'd expected. It was about midnight when I climbed onto the wharf with my canvases and headed around the harbor front. I walked about 50 yards when I heard it. (laughs) Came from a schooner moored at the wharf just ahead of me. I walked closer. There was no mistaking that
0: like Elizabeth. You're like all the others the words you don't
4: mean. And the schooner was
1: Pierre Ducard. Yeah, but they are pretty
2: words, my sherry, And
1: you like to hear them, no?
0: Of course, I like to hear them. And maybe that only shows that I'm a fool, too.
1: <laughs> no, I think it is not you and I who are fools, but that husband of yours.
0: Fine. Oh, he's all right. But he's so boring at
1: times. How did Elizabeth. he like the
2: watch I sent him? Fine.
0: Only he wondered how I was going to pay for it.
4: some men would have killed one or both of them other men would have killed themselves i didn't either standing there in the darkness i realized suddenly that my whole life up to that moment had been completely useless nothing and even elizabeth my elizabeth had been an illusion of my own like a painting And the real woman, too, was useless, hollow, nothing. I threw my paintings into the waters of the harbor, turned away into the night, and ran. Nearly three weeks later, my crazy flight from the past had carried me deep into the black heart of New Guinea beyond the dank rainforests of the coast up through the foothills and the mid sloped jungles of bamboo and liana until I stood one morning in a narrow pass that led through steep-walled rocks to a hidden valley and I knew that civilization lay far behind that the Papuan natives who moved towards me were headhunters cannibals the chief of the tribe a giant of a man towering a foot or more above me raised his arms
5: I'm going to be up Why you come here, white devil? I, I I'm Tom Dorsey. Why you come here?
4: I I've come to live with you, if I may.
5: Where you come from?
4: A place called Port Moresby, many days from here.
5: You're headman, that place? No,
4: no. And I, I don't have any wish to be headman here.
5: Ah, you could not be headman you want I Ramabu, headman here. With hands alone, Ramabu can kill any man in tribe. I don't doubt it. Can kill you, too.
4: I don't doubt that either.
5: I show you. Ramabu, I. I hold you I... over my head. Like this. Feel good? How you like? I think you're not be head man here. Uh, uh... I think you're not good for much anything. No, I... uh, I
4: guess I'm not.
5: I guess guess that's why I ran away. Why I came here. You still want to live here? Yes. All right, you stay. But you cause trouble, I kill you. Understand? Yes, I understand. Good, that good.
4: The weeks went by and gave me little time for thinking... or remembering. I built a house at the far end of the valley... planted a garden, roamed the woods to search for berries and nuts... and lived the life the natives lived. Timing each day by the watch, which I still wore on my wrist. I was fairly content... Has seemed far away. Then Jerry came into my life. I'd gone exploring in the north end of the valley, and when I came back at dusk, she was waiting in the door of my house. Young, brown skinned beautiful. Hello. Hello.
6: My name is Jerry. I've been watching you. Why? Just because. You did not notice me, though.
4: Why should I notice you?
6: Well, are you not like other men?
4: What are you doing here?
6: I come to live with you.
4: I don't want anybody living with me.
6: It is not good to be alone. Who will sweep your floors and cook for you? I
4: do those things myself.
6: But it is better to have a woman. Not for me. You will not let me stay?
4: No. All
6: right. All right. I come again tomorrow. Maybe you change your mind.
4: Not a chance.
6: We see. Good night.
4: That was the beginning, and in a way, the beginning of the end. Jerry came back the next day, and the next, and the next. I argued, pled, cursed, but nothing I could do would change that round-eyed persistence of hers in the least. And then I made the first big mistake. It started the whole mess. It involved the watch.
6: You're late tonight. A little while longer, all the things I cooked for you would be spoiled.
4: What of it? I didn't ask you to come here. I can cook for myself.
6: Bah! Look what I have cooked. A salad cakes. yams, chestnuts. Jerry,
4: I've told you over and over again, you've got to stop coming here. Why? Because I said so.
6: Perhaps it's because you think I am ugly?
4: You know better than that. You're lovely. That's the trouble.
6: I do not understand you.
4: I, I mean you have no business hanging around here. It, look, Jerry, I already have a woman, a wife, back in Port Moresby. You love her?
6: Yes. She is coming here again?
4: No, no, she won't be coming. Then it does not matter. What good is she? That's not the point. We Look, she gave me this. See, it says... From Elizabeth, that's her name. To Tom, that's me.
6: What is this thing? It's a watch. What does it do?
4: Well, it it counts the hours. Tells what time the sun will come up and tells when it will go down.
6: How does it do these things? Is it magic?
4: Well, yes, in a way you could call it magic.
6: And that is why you will not let me stay? Because the woman has given you this thing? That's right. But she is not... Come
4: in here? No, she isn't.
6: Tom, you know what I think? No. I think you big fool.
4: Jerry talked, of course, told the villagers about the magic watch. By twos and threes, they came to look at it, stare at it solemnly, exchange a word or so of gossip, and depart. I welcomed him at first realized how lonely I'd been, except for Jerry's daily visits. Now I'd suddenly become a popular celebrity. But there was one thing I hadn't counted on, and that one thing was Ramabu.
5: Much talk in village of magic thing you keep here. Ramabu, come see this thing. I'm
4: glad you did. Welcome to my house.
5: House. Fine house. You build with magic? No, I I just
4: happen to know a few things about construction.
5: Better house than Ramabu. Thanks. Not good for one have better house than head man.
4: Well, uh, here, do you want to see the watch?
5: Yeah. So this magic thing Ramabu hear about? Oh, it, it isn't really
4: magic. It, it's just a watch. You and I know that.
5: Gini say magic. Tell sun and moon.
4: (laughs) Well, you know how women talk.
5: Yeah, magic thing. Fine house. You know what I say when you come here? Yes. What I say? You
4: said if I caused any trouble, you'd kill me.
5: He's right. With these hands, i kill you.
4: But I didn't think I'd caused any trouble.
5: Just one way, go out of valley. And guards watch all time. I'm not
4: planning to escape, if that's what you mean.
5: you remember now. Ramabu headman here. And Ramabu can kill you.
4: I watched him stride off, sneering a little, swaggering. I knew, of course, that he had the mind and attitudes of a ten-year-old child and that he was dangerous. But I didn't realize how deadly. Not then. So I went right ahead and made my one big final mistake.
2: We will return to Escape and tonight's story, The Silent Horror, in just a moment. Lots of folks will be driving on our highways during the Labor Day weekend. It's a weekend for pleasure, so let's keep it pleasant for everyone. Obey the traffic laws, don't speed, stay on the right side of the road, and don't drink when you drive. Be careful. The life you save may be your own. And now, back to Escape. This is radio station 2FC, Fort Moss.
1: Yes. That's the I watch, all right? It's the same watcher you know. figured in all of Tom Dawson's troubles, right up to the end. Or oh, especially at the end, you might say. Of course, I didn't get it from Tom himself. No, A backcountry trader named Will Jones brought it in one night. It's been hanging there behind the bar ever since. And you know, once in a while, I wind it up. When some stranger asks me what it's there for, like you did. It ticks away as good as new. It will's the fellow I got the story from, too, but... Sometimes, listening to that watch ticking away, I can almost imagine that Tom's telling the story himself, in his own words. The week
4: after Ramabu came to see the watch, I started on a new project. Weeks before, I'd found a spring in a waterfall halfway up the cliffs behind my house. And I thought of a way to use hollow bamboo tubes to pipe the water to my kitchen. I spent nearly a month cutting the bamboo, carrying it up to the cliff, and fitting the lengths together. And then one day everything was ready and I turned the water into my new aqueduct. The villagers heard, of course, and came to marvel, taste the water, and look at me askance. Jerry was around during all those weeks. There seemed to be nothing I could do to get rid of her. Or perhaps I was growing less inclined to get rid of her. I suppose I should have expected trouble, but I didn't. When trouble finally did come, it came right to my door. out!
5: You come out!
4: What is this? What's it all
5: about? Ramabu, what's this all about? I come find out if man who live in better house than Ramabu, man who make river come to house, can also fight fight? You want spear, club, or hand? I don't want any of them. What reason have I got to fight with you? Maybe you won't be head man.
4: Of course not. I told you that
5: before. Yes, people say you big man. Say we fight, see who is head man.
4: I see. I don't have a choice. Is that it?
5: You want spear, bare hand.
4: What's the difference? I'm no good at any of them. It was pleasant here. I thought maybe... Well, Ramabu, let's get on with it.
5: I kill you bare hand.
4: Now, I...
3: ah!
6: lift you high like this. Ah.
5: Throw you on ground. I kill you, magic no, man.
6: No, no, stop, stop. Jilly, go back. If you kill him, Ramabu, the magic thing that makes the sun come up will stop. He told me so.
5: His lie, not true. But there
6: will never be a sun again. Only night... Darkness? Javi! Pancho de Lerbo! Doe copie, doe Pango? Man! It is no use, Rambo. They will not let you kill him. Put him down. Put him right. down.
5: You tell them lie. You'll live for a while. But I think this magic thing like bamboo sway in wind. I think one day it's stopped Maybe. When it stopped I think sun still come up. If that happen, I kill you. Madone, Bob!
4: Jerry, I, I guess I owe you my life, such as it is. Whatever you want of me, it's yours.
6: Do you still love the woman in Port Morrisby? No. And do you love me?
4: Jerry, if I dared love any woman, it would be you.
6: I'm bigger fool than you. I I wish I let him kill you.
4: Ramabu came the next morning to look at the watch. He saw that it was running and left without a word. And he came the next day and the next and the next. First it was amusing, but gradually the terror began to creep in. As long as it ran, I'd live. And whenever it stopped, for whatever reason, I'd die. I took to winding it a half a dozen times a day and holding it to my ear and listening to it. The drums in the village seemed to beat constantly. And the drums, the watch, and my own heartbeat became mixed into one crazy quilt of sound. Craziest still when I came down with malaria. When Ramabu came and saw the fever in my face, he smiled and left, and I cursed him as I wound the watch for the third time since dawn. Two nights later, Jerry slipped into my room. You are
6: sick. I have heard you are
4: sick. It's a fever. Where have you been all week?
6: They would not let me come. Tonight, I ran away for a while. What do you mean? I mean, if my father accepts the marriage gift... I am to be the wife of Ramabu. He is head man. I had no choice. Do you care?
4: What if I did?
6: I ask you. Do you?
4: If you were married to me, you could only look forward to being a widow.
6: There is a way. If you Wait. care enough. Wait, Start. Oh, what is wrong? Here,
4: let me have it. I got to get it started. I must have forgotten to wind it.
6: What are you doing? What are you saying? It won't
4: run. It won't run. Ramabu will find out.
6: It is running. Hold it to your ear. Huh? It was the drums that started.
4: Oh. oh I thought it was a watch. The I thought it was a watch.
6: Listen. There is a way out of the valley. I know about
4: it. So do I, Jerry. There are 20 guards watching.
6: No, I mean another one. It is behind the waterfall where you made the magic thing of bamboo. What? A little path goes up the cliff. Very steep. Could I have climbed it? We can go together, if you care.
4: But I'm sick. Maybe in a day or if two. If the magic
6: I... thing stops a day or two, maybe too late.
4: If I'd known about it a week ago before I caught the In a few days,
6: I may be married to Ramabu. All
4: right, marry him.
6: Don't say that. I'm
4: sick, Jerry. I can't do it. Go ahead and marry him if you want. Leave me alone. <laughs> I away the hours of night and day, lying on my cot, bathed in sweat. And time itself seemed to gel into one great mass of fever with no form or dimensions. And the fever sang in my ears when I strained to hear the watch. And sometime I mistook the drums of my own heart. I fought to stay awake, to keep my senses to live, fought against odds that grew greater by the hour. Sometimes in my delirium, I thought that Jerry had slipped into the room like a ghost, had wound the watch and talked to me and left. But I could never remember anything that she'd said. And then finally one night, just before dawn, I woke. And no, suddenly Terra was in the room. The name of the Terror silence. Jerry? Jerry, are you here? There's no sound. It's like it stopped. The watch is broken and stopped. Sometimes in a fever there comes a moment of clarity and strength and I knew suddenly what I must do. Without trying to find the watch, I leap from my cot and headed for the waterfall. By daylight, I was halfway up the rock wall, drenched by the falling spray and dog tire. But the slope from here on was gentler, and I kept moving on up the cliff. Now and then, I stopped to look back, and that's when I saw her.
6: Jerry! Wait, tell
4: me, me, But I saw something else, too. Jerry was a hundred feet below me, and beyond her at the base of the cliff was Ramabu and half the tribe. There was nothing I could do now but...
6: I saw Ramabu
4: raise his bow, draw back the arrow, and let it go. I saw her fall and lie there on the rocks. I saw Ramabu pick her up, carry her back toward the village. I knew the greatest thing I'd ever owned was gone, that my life was once again, and this time truly useless. They turned and plunged into the jungle.
1: Well, I suppose it was a couple of three months later when Tom Dawson showed up in Port Moresby again. Elizabeth had sold all his paintings and left on Ducard's schooner long before, so... Tom moved into his old house and he stayed pretty clear of everybody. Oh, except for a night here in the bar now and then. He didn't tell any of us what he'd done or where he'd been. And I suppose we never would have known. If that hadn't been for a coincidence, it happened one night. Yes, I, I was tending bar just as I am now. And suddenly, some fellow walks up and slaps a carter.
3: On your feet,
1: Joe. We'll us back at that.
3: Well, <laughs> I'm six months dry and rare to go. in the devil Oh, so far back country, never even heard of beads. <laughs> How can you cheat them? <laughs> oh, say, I stumbled onto something, though. You remember that painter, Tom Dawson? Yes. Well, you remember that watch, What's the Name? Give 'em. Well. <laughs> there it is. Well, where'd you get that? In the forsakenest piece of country I've ever found in 20 years of trading. Believe me, Joe. Hey, where'd you get I... that watch? Hey, John. Uh, John, you know not Will Jonas. Where'd you get that watch? Well, I guess from the person you left it with. I didn't leave it with anybody. That's not
4: what she said. She? What do you mean, tell me? Who? Was it Jerry?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's her name. She's alive. And man. twice as natural.
4: She's living in that
3: house you built. Alone, if you're interested. What, it? what about him? Oh, the head man. Yes. Yeah, well, it seems he lost face when he let you get away. They figured you for their uh, good luck or something.
4: Anyway, they booted oh.
3: him out a long time ago. And
4: Jerry, she's all right. She's living in my house. Yeah,
3: yeah, alone.
4: She made that plenty clear Thanks. in case you're... Thanks
3: for everything. Yeah, I'm glad. To... Hey, hey, where are you going? Well, what about this watch? It's yours. Uh, well, I'll be up. <laughs> Hey, Joe. Yes? I'll trade you this watch for a bottle. How about it?
1: Well, that was five or six years ago. Nobody around here has ever seen Tom Dawson since. all of us have got a pretty good idea where he went, though. <laughs> yeah, and I'll lay odds on one thing, stranger. I'll bet you he's
2: happy. Under the direction of Norman MacDonald, Escape has brought you The Silent Horror by Hugh Cave, specially adapted for radio by Les Crutchfield, starring Harry Bartell with Georgia Ellis. Featured in the cast were Jack Crucian, Ben Wright, Ann Diamond, Stan Waxman, and Lou Krugman. The special music for Escape is composed and conducted by Leith Stevens. White heavyweight boxing title goes up on the chopping block later tonight when champ Joey Maxim squares off against challenger Bob Murphy. With this exciting championship go, your Wednesday night fight exclusives on CBS Radio begin another action-packed season. Don't miss it. Blow by blow over most of these same stations later tonight. Next week, Hearthstone of the Death Squad returns to the air. Be sure to listen next week at the same time for the first of this new series. Clarence Cassell speaking. the CBS radio network.